Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sigerman, and my co-host, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Jarka walking the walk. Arnold Amateur numbers are in. Jay Cutler to compete at the O. Well, maybe. Silvio sentencing update. RX Muscle turns three. And the guest of the week, Arnold after party promoter Jason Deere. All this week on Access Bodybuilding. That's right, Christina. And we'll start off with Jarka walking the walk. And everybody probably remembers Jarka Laurie is the promoter of the uh, the show in Miami. The We called it the Return of the Legends show, but technically it's the Pro World Masters event. And um, we've it's been in the news lately. And uh, I've been saying I'm going to write a gossip column on it. And I was waiting for some kind of conclusion to put this thing out. And um, I now have the beginnings of a conclusion and it's enough to write uh, and finish this piece. And the news with Jarka is that she today made her first installment payment to all the guys waiting for money. Um, So for example, Tricky Jackson, Bill Wilmore, these guys are waiting for money that have not received a payment yet or have not received their prize money really with Tricky being the best poser, Bill being the biggest comeback, uh, sixth place through 12th place. People are getting their installment payments. I'm not sure about Ronnie Coleman um, and like Andy Hammond, the guest posers. I haven't talked to any of them yet, so I'm not sure if they got a first installment payment today or not. But I do know that some monies were divvied out today, and it looks like Jarka is uh, is doing what she said she was going to do and paying money. Do we know how many installments they're going to get, or is it kind of where they communicated that, or is it, you know, we'll get it to you when we can get it to you? Um, you know, Christina, before the time of us recording, I only got a text message uh, I actually got two text messages for two of the pros telling that they did receive payment. And uh, I texted them back, and, and as of right now, I'm looking at my phone. I don't have the answer to that question, but I certainly will. And maybe that'll be the, uh, I'm in case you're listening and the gossip column is not out by tomorrow night, you can have to check and check the gossip column to see exactly how much they've gotten paid, when the next payment will come in, and when this whole thing will be through. I know Jarka is very interested and excited to pay these guys off, um, of course, to do what she said she's going to do and, and give them the money that she owes them, but also because she has another big announcement that she wants to make, and I and I alluded to that last time. So I'm I'm sure she's going to try to do it as soon as possible to, so that she can move on to um, her next big show or goal or what have you. Well, I remember um, for, well, I remember, everyone remembers last week we were talking about how she even gave you a lot of the receipts that she had um, from the event and all, you know, the expenses that went into promoting the show. So she's been very forthcoming, like we've said, since, you know, we started running the story in the first place. So um, it's nice to know that. Like you said, she's walking the walk and she she's owned up to the you know mistake that happened and she's you know now going through with making uh, the, the first round, I guess, of uh, payments for the prize money. So um, it's nice to know, though, that, that she's a stand-up promoter um, that's you know, willing to communicate with everybody on what's going on, which is important. Um, there's one other, one other uh, thing that I, I should note is that she's also giving them 10% interest on their money. Now, I don't know how that's compounded, if it's compounded monthly or if it's just 10% and that's it, but um, they are getting a little bit of extra money and somebody like Bill Wilmore, who got $20,000, he's getting an extra two grand. Um, so that's great. That does make up for it. You know, if they, you know, I mean, I don't know if it makes up for it or not for some of these guys, but a lot of them are going to, you know, they're giving her, she's making, not only making good on what she owes, but also putting in a little extra in there. Now, there's been a lot of talk, Christina, on the internet about Robbie Robinson and stuff. And, you know, um, 
last time I, I kind of talked a little bit about how he might be out of order with this whole thing. We talked about the money that not only did she pay him part of the money, but she also paid for two first class plane tickets for him and his wife to fly out there, which ended up costing uh, more as much almost as uh, any of the guest posers got paid just in plane tickets. So um, I, that is all going to be detailed in the column. A lot of people are saying that Robbie Robinson was really screwed and like that he he's the good guy and she's the bad guy in this thing. Those uh, details will come out in the column. And, um, you know, people are like, well, you can't believe anything she says. Well, I'm going to I'm going to detail it. And I think I think that there's no reason not to include all of the um, the bills and receipts that she sent me just so that people can see this woman put a a lot of money into this show. So um, assuming she pays all her bills and all her debts and she really did try to pay Robbie. I have a feeling, Christina, if Robbie Robinson allows a payment into his name, I'm pretty sure she'll send him a check, too. You know, I'm not, you're, you're probably right. Now, I don't think she's going to send a check to anybody other than Robbie Robinson, though. No. So uh, that's that story. Next one, Arnold Amateur numbers in. Um, the Arnold Amateur is quite an event, Christina. It's gotten bigger and bigger each year. As you know, some uh, big pro names uh, came out of this Arnold Amateur. Guys that we know, uh, originally uh, Tarek Al-Satoui. Then we had uh, Ruli Winkler. We've had basically every year, we've had good guys come out of this event. Uh, we had uh, Essa Obiad. I mean, the guys just keep getting better and better. Everybody's coming from all around the world at a chance to get a pro card. That's one thing that maybe not everybody knows. If you are a guy or a girl from another country, you come in and you win your division, you can petition the IFBB in your country for an IFBB pro card. That doesn't, they, obviously, we don't do that in the United States because they have opportunities through the USAs, the North Americans, et cetera, et cetera, to get a pro card here. But a lot of these other countries, this is a uh, destination show for them. They're coming here as in the with the goal of getting a pro card well yeah a lot of people um in the states don't realize how many international competitors there are for example um i know a lot of bikini girls from this from the u.s you know from even chicago that are like oh yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna do the arnold amateur it's a it's an easy show it's and i'm like i don't think you realize it's not as easy as you think um there are a lot of international judges a lot of international competitors a lot of different physiques um when it comes to the women's side because in a lot of other countries um the physique that they award is a little different than what they award here in the states um you know for example a physique competitor here in the U.S. Um, is might be what a figure competitor looks right. like in you know Australia, which is very common. They're a lot harder, a lot more muscular. So uh, I think the the competition is almost steeper when you go to a show like this because you have so many different looks, so many different physiques, and it's not just a oh I'm just going to do the Arnold Amateur. It's an easy show. It's a throwaway show. I'm just going to do it for fun. Like no, you got to take it seriously because there's a lot of big names that come out of this. There's a lot of countries that are represented as well. Um, you make a very good point. The fact that there are international judges is extremely big deal um, because we get used to seeing the same judge. If you go to national level shows, you see about the same. There's about a, a rotation of about 20 people or so, maybe a little more, maybe 25 national level judges that you regularly see. Um and if you go to enough shows, you get to know all of them. And if you compete in enough of them, they start to recognize you and know you. And, you know, although maybe that shouldn't matter, it does often matter because a girl who places second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, if they go to a bunch of judges that never seen her before, she could get lost in 20 or 30 girls and be number 25. You never know. Sure. Um, so, mm -hmm. and like you said, also important to know that that the judging criteria may be completely different from country to country. And, uh, and it, it generally is. So that, that is something they consider, too. 
Yeah, you have to remember that this is almost like an international event. You know, it's the um, the <laughs> the Arnold Classic, yes, but it's an international show, and um, I think a lot of times people um, tend to forget that. But um, then you said the numbers are in, though. We the know numbers. how many competitors are coming in 2011. Um, they had a, a crazy year with 500 total competitors, and um, they were very excited about it last year. And um, the show was pretty tremendous. This year, surprisingly, they killed 500 numbers, bringing in 700 competitors from 61 nations wow. uh, will be competing here this year. Um, this actually puts it at the number two uh, non I mean, actually, number two show period as far as competitors in the Nationals broke all records. But before the Nationals, there was no show that had this many competitors. So this is this is really, um, you know, record breaking for many, many reasons. Sixty one nations here competing. This is these numbers were sent to me today from by Brent Lalonde, the uh, the main man over there for the uh, communications and uh uh, director of communications and everything. We've had him on the show several times now. So um, pretty cool, huh? Now, will they be having women's and men's physique at the Arnold Amateur? That's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'm not sure. sure about that. I'm not sure. I, I would have to look into that or, or ask. But I have a feeling the answer is no, but I, I'm not sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Um, you know what? No, they, they, they will, I guess. They will be having, look, they have uh, men's physique. So maybe they will have uh, women's physique. They definitely will have men's physique. That'll be interesting um, to see because, you know, like we said, the the physiques over in Europe and in a lot of other countries in South America is a little different here in the States. So I'll be interested to see um, what the physique division is going to, both physique divisions, I guess, are going to look like, um, considering that there could be international competitors in them as well. The plan for me uh, Thursday night is to actually go to this um the Arnold Amateur, which I have never been to um, before. So this is going to be probably the busiest Arnold weekend for me ever because usually Thursday, we get in Thursday morning, and Thursday is pretty much a down day. For me, I have Thursday, I've got the Arnold Amateur, and then Thursday night is the Rockstar Bikini Contest. So literally from Thursday till, I'm sure Dave will probably have me be editing videos all <laughs> night long uh, Sunday. So probably from Thursday to Sunday, I'll be slammed. So, That'll be good. You'll be doing your job. How about it? How about it? I can handle it. It's a good job. I don't mind. I know. I don't I'm mind. Giving, I'm, giving, I'm giving you shit. Jay Cutler to compete in the O. Maybe. Uh, Christina, we've uh, did a lot of um, guessing on what Jay is going to do with himself after bodybuilding. Then we found out he's going to do bodybuilding. We were speculating, will he really do? Will he really be back on the Olympia stage? Won't he really be back on the stage? I said yes. You said no. Right? I said no. I'm standing by. My prediction that well, he will not get the O. And apparently it looks like I might be right. Yes, you could be. So I um, I was listening to the Sean Ray radio show. You know, I'm, I'm a little like embarrassed to say, but I was listening to the Sean Ray radio show because he had Jay Cutler on and because my friend Dan Solomon was on the show. So I listened to the show and um, I heard something that I'm going to play for you now. And um, we'll come right back after uh, you hear what Jay has to say. It's always been the case. I always started kind of my contest stuff in June. You know, I gave myself you know sixteen to twenty weeks. But you know, coming back, I mean, there's no question. I'm going to come in. You know, my biggest that I'm going to try. You know, I'm going to come back bigger. That's for certain. I mean, I was smaller last year. Um, I was smaller in 2010. I mean, I, I still need to think. I need to go back to what what really wins. And and obviously, you know, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be outsized by anyone, but, you know, what they, a lot of people are judging what happened last year, but that was, I mean, I was much smaller than I, than I should have been. 
and uh, you know, when you're, when you're training with an injury and whatnot, that, that probably has something to do with it also. But I think, you know, I, I've had a lot of time to sit back and think about things. If I'm going to train for another contest, it's, it's going to be in my my own fashion, and I'm going to win being bigger. So. Okay, Aaron, did you hear it? I heard it. Was it. The, it, was the, it was an if and not a win that he uh, said there at the end. Yeah, you know, I got to say, I was feeling pretty confident about Jay doing this throughout the interview and when they were talking about it earlier and everything and and just from the things I've been hearing. But that if really throws a monkey wrench into everything because somebody like Jay Cutler, I feel like if he's going to do the Olympia, he knows everything is playing. Every part of his being has decided he's doing this show. You know what I mean? This is not like um, it's not like another pro bodybuilder who's going to like pick a show later in the year. He's only got one show to do. So either he's going to do it or he isn't. You know what I mean? Right. And I think like you said, we've speculated quite a bit. Um, but depending, I think, on these other ventures that he has, if these go as planned, I'm assuming this is just my guess. If those other ventures go as planned, you know, he won't need to compete at the Olympia because, you know, he's probably going to be making twice the amount of money that he might be making at the Olympia. Um, And then if these don't go as planned or maybe all the, you know, the things just don't go quite right, then he would decide to do the Olympia. But like you said, someone like Jay Cutler, he has one show and usually you kind of know if you're going to do it or not. Um... So this kind of throws, like you said, a, a wrench into it that we really wonder now, is he actually going to do it? Yeah, good point. I like how earlier in the in the quote there, he starts saying how he wishes people wouldn't be guessing on what his next uh, his next phase or next plan is going to be, how you know he wishes people would just wait till they announce and not speculate. I happen to know Jay, Jay loves the speculation because it keeps him in the news. All these, every time we mention Jay and we talk about what is he going to do next, what's the next announcement, he's got to love it because he's the one feeding me. Wait till you hear my next announcement. You know? <laughs> well, of course, he, he knows what that means. It's more publicity and more uh, followers and more people um, kind of on the edge of their seats waiting for whatever it is that he's getting ready to do, which means bigger response to what he's doing and that's being a very very smart man i tell you absolutely good businessman that's for sure um next on our list is silvio sentencing update now we've talked about this christina in depth a lot what i wanted to do is just touch on um the actual what the lawyer said i talked to a lawyer about his sentencing a lawyer that's uh in california that's uh, past the bar and practices this type of law in California. And I asked what kind of sentence is he looking at, which will be actually handed out February 29th at 8.30 a.m., just so that we don't have to do too much speculation. I leave it to the lawyer's hands. And that was part of the gossip column this week. Um, just to start it off, to, to make to explain his charges a little bit better, the first charge was to inflict corporal injury. Um, and that's like a felony domestic violence charge, basically. That charge can receive up to five-year prison sentence in a state prison, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, um, they, the important part is that in addition to this, if you're, the victim served, uh, received any great bodily injury, it can actually get additional time. Now, great bodily injury is something I didn't, I didn't necessarily know. I, I figured, like, I don't know about you, but when I think great bodily injury, I think, like, a severing an arm or like something like really like brain damage or something like that. But in reality, great bodily injury is completely up to the judge and it's a case by case basis. It could just be, it doesn't honestly, it doesn't even have to be a permanent injury. Um, if they determine it to be a great bodily injury, which they could, because like we said, Silvio Samuel, they had pictures of the damage he did to the girl. So if he did enough damage to cause bruises and, and cuts and knock her unconscious, 
maybe that would be enough to be considered a great bodily injury with the spouse. It, it could also depend on the motive, or the judge might take the motive into account too. I, I'm, I'm not really not sure. I had, like you said, I had never heard of that before, so I didn't know what it was either. Now the next three charges are assault with a deadly weapon, instrument non-firearm to produce great bodily injury. And as I explained before, this was the samurai sword that he was supposedly attempting to hit them with. Um, so he was carrying around this samurai sword and trying to hit them. So obviously if you get hit by one of these things, you're gonna cause great bodily injury, right? Right, something big's gonna happen. It's not gonna be a scratch on your arm. Right, so um, each of these sentences receives a two to four year prison sentence, okay? So now with all these facts that the lawyer gave me, I said, okay, Give me the best and worst case scenario. Like best case scenario, what could happen? And he explained there's two ways that these sentences could be imposed. Either concurrently, which means together, all at one time. So you could technically, you could have 50 charges. If they're all two years and all running concurrently, it means that it's two years. They're all happening at the same time. Right. So that would be like the best case scenario. And then concurrently means one after another. So that means it could be two years times 50 sentences that not, I'm just saying, for example, obviously he only got three of one kind, one of the other, but it could be unlimited and it'll just rolls from one to the other, one to the other till you're done. So he actually said, which I was very surprised about, if they ran concurrently, if all the sentences run concurrently, he gets 50% good time and then is actually let out early due to overcrowding, prison overcrowding, which apparently they have um, a lot of that, he could actually get parole in nine months. He said nine months is possible. Interesting. I was like, what? Nine months? But yeah, apparently he could get out in as little as nine months. Now, worst case scenario, if he had, if he, they were consecutively, there was no good time, he could be in there almost 20 years, 17 years. It's a big, nine months versus 20 years is a big, big uh, jump. Yeah, that's a big jump. It is definitely a big jump. But I asked him, I said, is there any chance that he won't serve prison time? Because I was so shocked by the nine months. He said, no, he will serve some kind of prison time. He also told me that if his, um, and I actually kind of knew this dealing with the Victor Martinez case, if he is not a citizen of the United States, any other kind of status will result in him getting deported whenever this sentence, however long it will be, um, he'll be deported at the end of it. Interesting. So, you know... So either either way, he'll probably be gone, right? Oh, yeah, it sounds that way. Unless we don't know, unless he is a U.S. citizen, and that happened recently, but uh, when I spoke to him, he, he said he was a, had a, some kind of a legal residency or a work visa of some sort because sure. he was an athlete. Okay. Um, but, I mean, unless it's, I mean, you never know. I don't know what's happened to the guy lately. It sounds like a lot. So, I don't know if he went out there and got got his residence before this happened. I don't know. But um, chances are, yeah, he's going to go. But what I found interesting was nine months over, and he gets out through a parole, through overcrowding. He goes back to Spain. I don't think it's impossible to see Silvio Samuel back on a pro bodybuilding stage, which I would have never imagined saying uh, last episode. You're, you're thinking that there that we will not see him again? I'm compete? saying, well, no, I still don't think that we will, but I'm saying it is definitely possible. If he gets nine months and is deported, he can definitely, they have a show in Spain every year. They have two shows in Spain. True. So do I think it's possible to see him on the stage? Absolutely. Do I think it's likely? I don't know about that. I don't know. There, I, I don't know. I mean, he did compete before, so I, I mean, I don't know. He, he's actually, know. you know, I was looking at some pictures of him recently when I was trying to find a slide for this uh, article before I 
before, just when I was playing around with it. And man, he was a, you just forget sometimes how good he was at his best. Um, and uh, if he could get back to that at some point, <laughs> he may be a scumbag, but he's a really good bodybuilder. <laughs> he really is. We're not judging. We're not judging these athletes on character now, no, Aaron. Remember, no. he's a good bodybuilder, man. I was like, wow, I forgot how good he was. <laughs> so um, we'll see what happens to old Silvio February 29th, and uh, we will absolutely 100% be covering that one. Sounds good. Uh, next story is RX Muscle turns three. And honestly, Christina, it seems just like yesterday that, um, well, that was February of 2009, and I was doing off-topic radio with Carl, and we were based on muscular development. And literally overnight, you know, Dave, our contact at muscular development, was fired. And we were like, whoa, what do we do? So I remember this very well, and I was one of the very first people on RX Muscle, and obviously, you know what happened. We decided to go with RX Muscle, and, you know, we never regretted that. And uh, that just seems like yesterday. So I thought, who better to talk about RX Muscle turning three uh, than Dave Palumbo, the uh, founder, right? I 100% agree with you. So I uh, I got Dave on the phone, and he gave me a little mini interview about... Um, what happened and how it all turned out to be three years later, we're here doing this show. So here is Dave Plumbo. So I am here with uh, boss number one, that's how it all got started, Dave Palumbo, and this is the, the actual birth date of RX Muscle. Three years ago today, RX Muscle was born very quickly and rapidly after Dave and John Romano departed from MD. Dave, uh, can you imagine three years? It seems like, it literally just seems like yesterday when I think about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. I have to, to be honest with you. It is a little almost overwhelming because it doesn't feel like it, it was three years ago. It does feel like it was just yesterday, and uh, I don't know where the time goes. That's for sure. I guess it just means we're getting older. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, and why? Hopefully, and wiser as well. You I know, think. I think that in in three years that uh, we have learned a lot. I think that uh, you know mistakes have been made and and progress has been made. You know, obviously, you learn from your mistakes, or, or at least you and I do. Um, so things are things are getting better and better, and uh, we're 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 moving forward pretty fast. Yeah, it's it, it's it's nice to know. I think that what we set out to build, and when I first started RX Muscle, which was done in a week's time, I mean, I don't know if people remember the story when when John and I, Romano and I, had gotten fired from muscular development. We had a week, basically. We didn't know what we were going to do. First, I was I had entertained some offers from other companies, and then I said, you know what? I'm, let's do this thing ourselves. I had had RX Muscle Magazine as a magazine in the early part of 2000 for a couple of years, and it's very hard to break into the publishing business because of the cost of it. And I I kind of put it. I had, still had the URL name, and I still you know had the, uh, the trademark of it. So I said, you know what? Let's, let me do my own thing. I know what I'm doing. I said, you might have to start small. And uh, we put this website together in a week. We got a radio show. Jeff got a radio show going, I think, in four days or something like that, or five days. And before we knew it, uh, we were up and rolling again. And uh, it happened very fast. And, and really, the, the thing that made it work was the fans. The fans and, and our loyal listeners and loyal you know participants on the forums, they really just followed us over there. And then they, they've been loyal ever since. And, and really, that's really what the, the internet is about. You create a clubhouse where people feel comfortable coming and they trust the advice that you're giving them and they know that you're, you're genuine in, in your sentiment. You, that's, what, that's what really builds the community. And I think that the, 
no one would deny that the RX muscle community has the most character and has the, has really the best people on there. Yeah. Even even though some of the athletes might be uh, under contract with other companies and they can't come on here anymore, I bet you most of them wish they could. And, and to me, that 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 makes I'm proud to be a part of that. Yeah, um, Dave. I remember the first time uh, meeting you, and it was actually the first time I met you. I mean, I had met you previously, but I didn't know you know you didn't know who I was. I just seen you guest pose and stuff like that. But um, I met you backstage at the Arnold. You and John Romano were walking back there uh, wearing the new uh, RX Muscle shirts and stuff. And uh, I think you're wearing the RX Muscle shirts. And it was the very first show you guys were covering. You know, the board started in the very, obviously, the very beginning of February. And this was the beginning of March for the Arnold. And what was it like going to that show, knowing that Steve Blackman and this whole MD t- new MD team would be there covering the show, and this would be your very first outing trying to cover a show? Well, you know, I was upset in, in a sense I couldn't go with, with, with the full armada of what I wanted to do there. You know, I knew that that was limited. But at the same time, I felt it was, I knew that what our gifts were, was for interviews and for coverage and the people respected what we did, it was, it was exciting because I wanted to see, given this little ragtag operation that we had started, how many people would actually come and watch and see what we were doing. And I was amazed at the traffic we got that weekend. It was incredible. I, I think we actually got almost as much or maybe more traffic than Muscle Development got that weekend. And, and to me, that, that really you know lifted my spirits up. And that, I think that's what motivated me to keep going. I, I think if it would have been a very bad turnout and it wouldn't have been a good weekend, I might not have kept going with it. So that weekend, really, that Arnold class of 2009, and I got to really thank Jim Warmer uh, and his whole staff over there because they, they gave us press passes. They didn't they didn't try to, like, say, oh, you guys are not a real magazine. They really opened their hands up, arms up for us because of, of who we were and what they had known we had done with MB, and they didn't have to do that. And that really, I think that that, that, that told me that this industry liked what I was doing. And, and really, that's what it amounts to, Aaron, isn't it? I mean, if you know that what you're doing, people are receiving positively and, and that they're enjoying the coverage that you're giving, that, that's all the inspiration you really need to keep going. Um, and uh, the one thing that I don't you I think you probably remember, but one of the things that I saw on the board is when um, everybody, when they log in and they start a new account, you get a little number, like an ID number. You don't see it much, but if you go into your, your user panel, your CP panel or whatever, you can see what number member number you are. And I think I'm like 25 or something. And I would imagine you're number one or two or three or something. something and like that, yeah. yeah, something like very low. And if you remember by the end of that weekend, we had something like we had many thousands, like 8,000 members or something. In, yeah, I don't even remember that. You have a better memory than I do, but I, I believe it. No, I'm a number. I'm a numbers guy, so I was watching the numbers, and I was like, "Wow, it's amazing!" Because in basically in one week, in one month, you, we already had over 10 percent of the members that you had built over years and years at MD. Hmm. It was it yeah, was and you know, what? I think we almost have 90,000 members now. Yeah. So, I mean, it just goes to show you. I mean, in three years, what we accomplished is, is really mind-boggling, and, and to think what's going to happen in three years from now is even more mind-boggling. So, it's um, um it, the and, RX Muscle has become the destination site. Anybody who's interested in bodybuilding and contest results. Everybody knows who RX Muscle is now, and, and that's pretty unbelievable. Because there was a long time, if I'm sure you remember, where people would come up to you all the time at every show we'd be at, and they'd be like, "So, uh, I, I love your column, Anabolic Freak. It's a great column." They don't really yeah, say that as much yeah. anymore. 
No, the, the guys in jail that don't have any action to have the old Mofield Development. They're still reading my old columns. They don't even know. They haven't been updated to the, to the modern century yet. But yeah, most people, I think most people know who Arx Buffalo is and they've heard of it in the industry and advertisers know. And, and you know, that, that just takes time. You know, think about what I spent three years at MD really building that, that name brand up uh, online. Right. They always had a magazine name brand. So now I had a, it took me another three years to catch up, and now probably I think RX Muscle is beyond where MD was after three years. I think we're way beyond. So I think you know the fact that we actually you know challenged them and beat them a lot of weekends on traffic tells me that you know we did a good job with know, the, with the budget all. with the budget, Dave. It's like a, a minuscule amount of what their budget is. If I had, you know, it's, I'm sure all the baseball teams out there, and I know Blexman's going to love this analogy, all the baseball teams out there probably say, man, if I only had George Steinbrenner's bed budget for the New York Yankees, you know, what, what we would accomplish. Uh, we're like Moneyball, right? Isn't that what yeah. that, you see that right. movie, Aaron? There's, there's, uh, yeah. there's, there's 50 feet of shit, and then there's us. <laughs> That's what right. we have to we have to take our we get the players that, that you can get on base the most right? <laughs> and that's really what it amounts to the people that work for our muscle they know how to get the job done and it doesn't they may not make the most money they may not make the jay cutler salaries but they get the job done just helping food and work right and uh, i can't get the better without you and sally and, and jeff the producer and all the people that came along you know along the way jimmy the bowl and all the people who were added afterwards. You know, that, that's really what makes this team so special. Um, I was looking back at, uh, in, in preparation of writing my gossip column, I was looking back at some of the old paparazzi pictures from that Arnold weekend, uh, the first Arnold weekend in 2009. Um, a lot of those faces that are in those pictures are gone now. They're no longer with uh, Team RX Muscle. Yeah. You want to talk about that for a minute? I, I, see, I, I see RX Muscle. We're like a breeding ground for talent, you know, so... Uh, you know what it is? I think a lot of people see what we're doing and they get excited about it, and they and they want to be a part of it, and they know that I'm I'm an open book. That you can come to me. You don't have to be a person who's worked in the industry 20 years. I'll take a novice guy who's willing to work hard. You know, and and, and several names come to mind. You know, Sean Andrus, for instance, is my assistant. He was he was basically you know helping me with my Q and A thread, calling questions for me and uh, putting them into a word document. Started like that. He became my assistant. I made him vice president of Arx Muscle, and then he, you know, he then he got a job with Flex Magazine, and now he's running. Now he's got my whole job at Muscle Development. So I mean, that I'm really proud of him. You know, the fact that it's almost like I feel like a father that says, you know, his son has gone on to bigger, better things. Uh, we got a guy, a lot of guys that work for us in, in the tagging capacity. Now they're going on to bigger, better things as well. I have uh, Pete, the intern, who came to me out of school. You know, now I have him do all our video editing. So. You know, look at you. You started out as just a, as a wannabe, you know, radio show host. You, you do host more radio shows than I do now. And, <laughs> and you actually, you edit video and you cover shows. You do pictures, play-by-play, wrap-up. So, uh, you know, and Jeff, the producer, he started out for free, you know, doing one, helping me with the muscular development double yeah. radio show. And now he does eight radio shows for us. So, and all the, all the uh, voiceover. So. That's pretty, it's, it's Sally's the same way. Sally started off, uh, Working for nothing, helping you out on uh, MD, yeah. and as a what? She was just a, a forum leader or something. Forum right? leader, yeah. forum leader. Yeah. Now she's the the designer of the website. Yeah. yeah. Pretty uh, pretty unbelievable when you think about it like that. Yep. Where will right. RX Muscle be three years from now? Uh, I would like to believe that we will be by far the leader in, in, in this in this industry or the, the leading media website out there. 
the, the place to go. I think we're already the place to go. I think that in three years from now, though, magazines will be pretty, pretty much obsolete. And all the advertising dollars that are being poured into those now will be directed to the internet, which will give us the budget we need to do some of these very creative projects that I have in mind, specifically being very video. And, and I think that uh, I, I told you this a couple of years ago that I believe that everyone will be watching the internet on the TV. Well, in my world, that's true. I don't even watch regular cable anymore or TV. I, I, everything I watch is Netflix or Apple TV. Right. And so I'm, I'm essentially watching the internet on my TV already. And you know what? And I think that's just everyone's going to be watching that in, in three years from now. It's going to be even greater. I think more homes will have Apple TVs and, and they'll be watching all these videos we do online and we will have a full line of TV programming, almost like a, a, a network TV station. We, we, you know, the truth of the matter is, Dave, is that we could, if, if, we had the budget to do that now. We really already have enough ideas and things that we could make into TV shows now, like the uh, My Life with You could be a regular thing. It's just, yeah. you know, if there yeah. was money to do that. Right. No, I, I think that we could have some mainstream TV programming too, you know, with like interview shows. And, yeah. you know, I'd like to have sets built and uh, I would need a. I mean, we did, it, 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 it comes down to money. You know, it basically comes down to money. If I had Blackman's budget, forget about it. It would be all be over. I, I wouldn't hire a single athlete either because I, I think you pay the athletes by their appearance. If I want to have an athlete on the, on the TV show, I would pay them. And that's how I would go about doing it personally. But I think that the future for, at least in my world, is, you know, everyone's got a different business model. Blackman has a different business model. He believes in, he's just, he's a, a baseball card collector. He collects all the bodybuilders and he uses them for whatever he's doing with them. My, my model of business is that I want to, by entertainment, you know, because I think the people are, are at home and they're bored and they want to be entertained. Now, the contest stuff is great, but I think that you need regular programming too. And I would love to do like a real sports on bodybuilding, you know, show once a month. I'd like to have a weekly interview show, like a Barbara Walters type interview show. And I think these things are all possible, you know, given, once again, uh, the money coming in. And once the advertising dollars continue to increase, we're going to be able to do that and we're going to be able to do it on a more frequent basis so with higher quality and that's really what it's about in three years from now I think the, the live streaming capabilities the broadband capabilities on the internet are going to be almost they're going to be as good as television it's going to be just, it's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than television um, I got a question from Ask Dave that I, I was going to save but it actually has to do with what we're talking about right now and um it has to do with Chris Aceto. And uh, when you first brought Chris Aceto on, I'll admit that I wasn't sure how he would be because he's not a radio personality, you know, by nature. And he's actually turned out to be great and uh, an yeah. asset to our team. So I wanted to know this. This gentleman asks, um, how did you decide to bring Chris Aceto on? So, You know, it's funny because Chris and I kind of knew each other but did never really talk too much. And, he, you know, Chris is kind of quiet if he doesn't know you. And we started hanging out at shows. He was coming to a lot of shows after he had got, you know, I got to remember, Chris was out of the, the industry for a little while when he got the skin cancer right. issue. And when he came back, he started helping a couple of guys, and I would see him at shows, and we would start bullshitting, and I would grab him for a, a rap-up video here and there. And I'm like, you know, we would talk off camera, and we, and we really had a lot in common. And it, it amazes Chris even to this day. He goes, I can't believe it. I haven't been friends with you for longer because we do have a lot of the same interests. We have a very sarcastic sense of humor, which you do too. You, we all three of us actually had that very similar sense of humor. We get each other and we, and we hate bullshit and hypocrisy. And so I said, I got him on the radio show a couple of times and I, and, and I liked, and actually off the radio between commercials, we would have better conversations than on the radio. So I said, you know, this is a guy I can relate to because I always had that very good chemistry with John Romano. 
who had the same sense of humor uh, about, you know, things. And I didn't know if I'd be able to replace him in that sense. And, and in a sense, John's irreplaceable, but Chris and Tito and I just clicked. We have a very similar personality, uh, and we, we, we see the world very similarly. And I think that that's important when you talk on the radio. If you don't have a, a similar outlook on life and you talk to someone on the radio, there's going to be a lot of clashing. Now, that can have its own charm or it could be a tremendous failure. Look at Flex Wheeler and Sean Ray. They yeah. were a tremendous failure. You got two superstars and they couldn't, they just didn't mesh on the show. They it's funny because they, like they, the they get along better now and not on the show together for whatever reason, it seems like. Well, that's just because Sean has the radio show and Flex doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. I remember when uh, this is a funny note. I remember when that when that broke up, and I asked Sean about it, and he goes, "Thank God he's gone." <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. They, they, everyone knows they don't like each other. Yeah. When I worked over there, they, they didn't get along at all. And uh, it was I would have to be in between the two of them all just to tell you could feel the tension. I don't, and I don't know why. It might. It probably goes back to when they competed oh, against each other. Sean used to fuck, fuck with, with, with Flex's head a lot. Yeah. And even though Flex is a better bodybuilder, I think that. that, that Sean beat him sometimes because of that. Yeah, and Kevin likes both of them, so he gets along with both of them. Kevin gets along with that. I've never heard Kevin say a better word about anything, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, Dave, uh, that's it, unless you got something else to say. Uh, this will all be in the gossip column with some pictures, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, putting that out there. All right, Christina, it's always a pleasure to have Dave on the radio. I like when I get to host Dave. I always. You probably feel the same way. When you got to interview Dave, that's nice, right? Oh yeah, this was. I was honestly a little nervous. I don't think I've ever been nervous interviewing anyone ever. Like <laughs> even even back, you know, I worked for WGN in in, in the in Chicago in the city, and uh, I was never ever nervous to inter- interview anyone until right before I got ready to call Dave, and I was honestly a little nervous. But the compliments at the end of that interview were great, and we got a lot of new listeners <laughs> because of it. But uh, no, it's always uh, I gotta say it's fun to to interview the one that's usually doing the interviewing. Um, you know, I actually thought about that, about the Muscle Girls Inc. interviewing Dave. And I was thinking you ought to do that once in a while, interview a male athlete or like a male trainer or have some guy that, that can um, get, get like different kind of listeners to the show so they can hear you guys. Because I thought that interview was very good. For sure. Yeah, we've had Jack Tony on before. We've had um, Trey Bennett on before as well. And I think those, those are the only men we've had on. So As much as I uh, like both of those guys, <laughs> nobody's going to listen to the show just to hear what they have to say, though. I'm just saying the men in general. But yeah. uh, I'm thinking the next male guest that we have on may be uh, maybe Mike Vincent to come on and talk about. Uh, you broke maybe. up. Who? 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 I'm going to have Michael. Oh, Mike Libertori, IFBB Pro. Yeah, how about oh. that? Or maybe I'll convince uh, Guy Cisternino to come on and uh, give his take, too, on some things. That could be good. That could be, be good. Fun. But, yeah. I'm actually going to see um, – he's here in uh, Florida. We're going to go work out tomorrow, me and Guy. Oh, I'm going nice. to teach him how to work out over here. <laughs> he, he needs it. Tell him I agree. He trains pretty hard. Has Mike ever trained with Guy before? I don't know. I'm sure he has at some point, but he, not recently. He trains very hard. I was very – I mean, I don't know why I was surprised, but when I trained with him – I was surprised the last time. I was like, wow, he really trains tough, very hard. <laughs> um, Good. So, um, Christina, we are at our guest of the week portion. And this week we have on Arnold Party promoter extraordinaire Jason Deere 
with the, the, the <laughs> I did his accent a bunch of I times. I know. I was waiting. I was. I got to tell you real quick. I did the George Farah um, uh, impersonation that you do today, and my friend that I was talking to specifically said, "I'm starting to sound like my co-host." Um, <laughs> I didn't even know this guy listened to the show. So <laughs> uh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you if you could do a little bit of his accent. I know it makes you smile. George Farah, or uh, no, or no, no, Jason, Jason Deer. Um, I did it a bunch. See, when he when he talks, it's really easy for me to do it. But now that you put me on the spot, he goes, Aaron, my party is unlike any other party that anyone has ever attended. That's the Jason Deere. <laughs> That's my Jason Deere. I don't know which one's my favorite now. Yeah, the George Farah. That's my guy. It's my guy. He was like, That's <laughs> exactly what I said when I was referring to George Farah. I said, my guy. Yeah, um... Anyway, so Jason was is always great on the radio. You know, I actually told him after it was over. I said, you know, you could do you could do your own radio show. He's the easiest interview ever because he not only does he is he good on the show, but he sends me bullet points. He tells me what he'd like to talk about. He wants to describe what he's saying before. He wants to. I mean, he's really good. So uh, I always enjoy having him on, not just because he's good on the radio, but because he promotes the premiere after party of the year. Um, this Arnold after party. Yeah, there is no better party than this. It was at Boma, was the name of the place. Now the name, the place is the same, but they've changed it to the name to uh, Bluestone. You know, with with clubs, they often change uh, the names every few years or so. That's pretty normal. So it's the same place as I, I still call it Boma, uh, but it is uh, now Bluestone. And this party, from what Jason tells me, surprise, surprise, will be the the, <laughs> the best party I've ever been to. <laughs> so wow. So um, it, it he is uh, he is known to deliver. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. Every year he outdoes himself. So um, without uh, further ado, we got the commercial break, and we'll be back with Jason Deere. Christina, thank you once again for doing the show. And uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for just being. If you if you or anyone would like to contact me, you can email me at Christina C R I S T I N A at arxmuscle.com, or you can send. A note to Muscle Girls, Muscle Girls Inc. Muscle Girls Inc. at rxmuscle.com. This week we have uh, Diana Graham on as our interview of the week. I call her a Graham Cracker. She used to be a cheerleader for the uh, the Sonics, believe it or not. So she we looks like a she bit acts like a cheerleader for the Sonics. It, it's great. She's super fun to listen to. That sounded really girly, but she is really fun to listen to. So check it out too. Um, yes, you did my part of my job for me. Maybe I should just let you do that from now on in the C R I S T N N A and RxMuscle.com. Um, so obviously reach me, Jubaka, Jubaka at RxMuscle.com, or follow me on Twitter at sign Aaron Singerman, all one word. So, Christina, yep. we'll be at commercial break. We'll be back with party promoter Jason Deere. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy. Your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. 
you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics. Real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding, bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth. On bodybuilding, diet and exercise, up-to-the-minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit rxmuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. It is my distinct pleasure and honor to have my friend, party promoter extraordinaire, Jason Deer on the line with me. Jason, welcome back to the show. Mr. Singerman, how are you? It's an honor to be on your show as always. Yes, I every year, at least once, mo- most two, three times a year, I have you on some show, whether it be Access Bodybuilding or Off Topic back in the day with Carl or, or one show or another, we always make sure to get you on. And so uh, it's that time of the year again. Uh, the, the annual, this is the ninth annual, Jason. That's a, that is a special, a special thing because in the bodybuilding, in the fitness world, we don't usually have too many things that last that long. No, it's kind of unique. Nine is my lucky number, Aaron, so this is going to be one hell of a year, and I cannot wait. Um, Yeah, this is the ninth annual. It's actually the tenth year I've done it, but the first year that we did the event, I didn't coin it Mega Party. It was sort of a very just small soiree, uh, so to speak, for industry people. So, uh, you know, beginning the Mega Party back in 04, this is actually the ninth year. And um, I'm so excited. I've actually never been so excited to do this event in my life. It's gained just immense popularity in almost a decade. And, uh, yeah, I have a record amount of sponsors this year. And I think we're going to sell a record amount of tickets. So uh, the event just continues to grow, and we'll keep it going past 10 years for sure. So let me ask you about that, okay? Last year, I, every the last few years, I think this is my fifth year going to your party. Maybe this will be my fifth year, yeah. So this, right. <laughs> after after all these years, it seems to get busier and busier at, uh, it used to be BOMA, I guess we should say. It's at Bluestone Correct. now, which is, which is the same place, just a new name. Yep. Is there, yep. Is there any difference? It just gets busier and busier. Absolutely. I mean, I'm kind of max capacity now. I've sold out every single year that I've done this event. Wow. Um, and I just love it. I just can't thank enough the people that come to it. It just inspires me more to push the envelope a little bit more and push a little bit more on the crew to do more and to grow the event even further. But we're definitely maxed on space. And I absolutely love doing it at BOMA. Well, formerly known as BOMA, Bar of Modern Art, now known as Bluestone. Uh, it's going to be at the same location again this year. It's like a giant church. I mean, the place is just fucking sick. So um, I know you've been there, Aaron, and it's just it is the sanctuary of sin. Paint a picture if, if they haven't been here, Jason. Imagine if you're walking into this place, paint a picture of Boma or now Bluestone for somebody who's never been there. 
Well, imagine this. Imagine a giant multi-level church. Now, I'm sure if any of you are a little bit culturally diverse, I'm sure you've seen a lot of clubs in Europe which were built in former churches, which renovated into clubs, which isn't always tasteful for a lot of people, but it is pretty badass. (laughs) So this is a multi-level church with a basement, a main level, multiple small rooms on the main level, including a martini bar, a lounge room, and a main dance floor and a stage, then an upstairs loft, and then a fourth, very, very small elite level, a fourth level up there, which is kind of a private area. So there's lots of kind of nooks and crannies in there for privacy, but then there's also the feeling of being in a true mega club at the same time with a real high, you know, 1800 type ceilings. It's just, it's just immense. I can't imagine doing it anywhere else. It just gives, gives me goosebumps thinking about doing it. There, I've J- had it there now five years in a row. So Jason, there really is no place better. I mean, is there, I mean, I don't know Columbus, obviously you live in Columbus, so you know it much better. Is there any place bigger that something like that you could eventually one day move into? Or is this, is this the place? Yeah. This is it. Well, the, the problem is, I mean, there are parties done elsewhere. Either you've got small lounge places or you've got, you know, beer bars, Aaron, which I'm not a big fan of when it comes to this type of event. Or you've just got square rooms. Um, you know, the LC was a place I did an event. My third bash I did at the LC, and it was just one giant square room built for concerts. It really wasn't, to me, a place that I could throw a party. Then, you know, you go over to places like Nationwide, or any places like that. I mean, they're just all square rooms. So there really is not a place. Karma was okay, which I did my fourth bash, but it's in a really bad part in the neighborhood, so I don't do stuff over there anymore. So, you know, this is the spot. Um, You know, I don't even have to pick up the phone. They reserve it every year for me. I'm locked in, and uh, I absolutely love doing it. They've been great to work with. I can't wait to see your door down there. And especially for those of you that have never been, I can't wait to see your faces. So bring your camera. Um, now, Jason, one of the things that makes your show, your party, as you say, my party, your party, party. different, <laughs> you're different than any other party, is that you have shows. And um, people who aren't familiar with, like you said, some of the bigger clubs, the club scene maybe in New York and stuff and, and Europe and everything, don't may not be familiar. They go to a nightclub. They don't see anything even remotely close to this. Explain what, what you mean when you say shows and then tell us about the two shows you're going to have this year. All right. For the listeners right now on the radio show, let's just suspend this part of the conversation because I need a little bit of retaliation here because I, I actually was able to listen to a show you did on my events back in before the Vegas event. Uh-oh. So apparently I got to hear your version of my accent. So now <laughs> I would like to give your listeners a version of your accent and talk like you. Okay, go. Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Singerman, and I'm with Access Bodybuilding. I'm an American, and this is the United States. <laughs> That's pretty good, Jason. I think yours may be better <laughs> than mine. live here with Jason Deere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, anyhow. You're a talented man. Party, talented. Party. Talent. I'm you got to roll the R's. Aaron <laughs> rolls his R's. So, and yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing some shows. What, what makes this event very different is, um, you know, having so much support from sponsors and also uh, athletes and celebrities that attend this event and obviously the public, which has really grown this event. And, of course, guys like you, the uh, big media players. Um, to help promote and support the event. Now I have the ability to really do shows and entertainment. Now, a long time ago when I first started doing this event, 
I came up, came to him over the concept of doing entertaining shows and stuff because I don't think anybody wants to be in a club for five hours straight drinking. I mean, I, maybe some of the listeners do. Personally, that's kind of boring. So doors open at 9.30. If you show up at 9.30 when you come to this event, you can go grab a cocktail, lounge for a little bit, 10 o'clock, 10.15, acts start coming out. You would see anything from guys carving ice pieces with chainsaws to people with blowtorches burning the ice to mega luges, which is what I have this year. I'm doing something called Launch, which is a two-story mega luge presented by myself and also Oxywater, which is uh, the title of drink sponsor of the event. Then I also have another show I'm doing called Gravity, which is a elevated Cirque act. And then I'm also doing another third show called Rush 360, which I can't talk a lot about, but is by far the baddest, sickest, wildest, most unbelievable fucking show anybody has ever seen, definitely in this industry and in probably most other industries too. So, you know, the entertainment, uh, you know, brings people to the event obviously and it also keeps people that are just randomly attending the event to stay there and actually feel like they're in a different world i want to take you know the public and and give them an experience and not just uh, another night i should say uh jason one of the things i noticed from going to your uh, parties your parties is that uh, party <laughs> is that you sometimes participate in these shows i've seen you before get up on stage and I think one time you shot a flamethrower or something. You shot a, a ice thing. What, what were you up there doing? Or do you even remember what <laughs> yeah, you were doing? Yeah, I did a few different things. <laughs> yeah. I love being part of my show. I, I do it for two different reasons. One is I just absolutely love doing it. Um, I used to do more of the uh, illusion stuff and stunts and all that, but I do it for two different reasons. One is I would never ask somebody else to do something I'm not willing to do myself. So... I'm more than happy to hang a banner. I'm more than happy. I, it's never, uh, you know, I'm never, I can never be humble enough to, to sweep a floor or help somebody move a buck or help rip a ticket or help collect something. So, you know, we all work together at this event. There's over 300 people that are involved in putting this one single five hour event together, which is amazing. And the staff works really hard. When it comes to a lot of the shows, we're asking people to hang upside down, light shit on fire, blow stuff up, carve shit down with chainsaws, lie on beds of nails. I mean, we're asking people to do all kinds of stuff. I cannot ask or justify asking other people to do stuff I'm not willing to do myself. So the share of experience of being involved with the show is a learning experience for me, and I enjoy it. The second thing I like to do is be involved with it because... <clears throat> It allows me to set the tempo of the event and actually direct the show live while I'm there. So if you look at last year's Elevate show, we did Elevate 4D, um, and I actually can direct the show being part of it, you know, some crazy light-up jacket and suit and all that. Obviously, your favorite goggles, Aaron, which I owe you a pair of those. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, it allows me to actually direct the show live because I don't get a lot of rehearsal time. So what the public doesn't know is that I'm very limited on rehearsals because, you know, when you get circ acts that come from out of state and you get fire spinners that come from Dayton and you get, you know, uh, chainsaws that come from somewhere else, you're getting all of these elements that are very, very rarely mixed. 
um, and light technicians that are flying in from out of, you know, out of state. So I only get a very limited, sometimes one or two hours to actually do all the rehearsals and piece them together. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is actually directed and produced, um, you know, the day before and the day off, you know, from what's in my vision. And then I get to, you know, redirect it live while I'm there, which is why I'm part of the show. And I love doing it. That makes sense. Now, Jason, being that this is access bodybuilding and everything, we like to go a little bit behind the scenes. So what I'd like to talk talk to you about and really ask you about is putting this event together. Now, uh, I I think it's pretty safe to say that nobody does anything even remotely like this other than you. So um, there's nobody really else to ask about putting together such an event like this. What is the first step that you take? You know, this let's say this year ends, right? When do you start preparing for this show next year? I usually take a little bit of time off. I like to kind of absorb a little bit about what just went down. And you know, right when you get done with an event like of this magnitude, everybody and their brother wants to come with you to you with suggestions and this was great, I like this, I didn't like that. And it's just really overwhelming. And sometimes you need to look, not just from a micro standpoint, but also listen to the public. I mean, even guys like yourself, Aaron, I'd love to hear what you think about the event, what other people think about the event, and actually just sit back, go through, we edit all the videos and make actually DVDs, which we post online, which people can watch. About six months out is when I start the concept of next year's bash. Um, And that's when it slowly unravels. Most of the work is actually done in the last three months prior to the event. So right around Christmas time is when the the pace really picks up for the Arnold. But the the workload is immense. I mean, the the process being that, first of all, deciding that you really want to do it. Um, I mean, if you don't, if you, if my heart's not really in doing it, the day that I don't want to do this anymore, everyone will know. I would just be done. But I love doing it. I'm so passionate. I, again, this is my ninth bash. In nine years, I have never looked forward to throwing this party more than this year, ever. So my passion is completely undying. I hope I can do another 10 years of doing this. But the first decision is making sure you want to do it. The second thing is, you know, ultimately pairing up sponsors and finding very creative ways of branding and helping build these companies and promoting their brands and pairing them up with shows and entertainment and then designing it and then going through the logistics. So the really hard part now is you know the third level, which is actualizing it. So it's okay to say and, and be creative you know, about having a two-story ice luge or being creative about having aliens walking around on stilts. But the problems that come with trying to do this and the, the task at hand and trying to actually execute it is very difficult. So that's when, you know, the, the last usually six to eight weeks when you're actually building all the rigs, that's showtime right there. And that's where you've got to have a, a lot of persistence and a lot of balls, I should say. Well, Jason, you mentioned that this year you'll have more sponsors than, or you have, you have more sponsors than ever. And out of nine years, that's pretty impressive. Now, at this point, you've created a, a definite brand here and a level of success that I imagine it's not as difficult to get sponsors. Am I right in, in saying that? No, it's unbelievable. I actually have sold out every table, every VIP area in the club is gone. Um, six weeks out. I do have a record amount of sponsors. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors, by the way. Um, they are incredible to work with. Um, they obviously see value in what I do and my event. I do really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's, it just keeps growing like a weed. 
So it's I literally don't even ask anymore or really even promote out to sponsors. I mean, I have companies hitting me up, uh, you know, even during the Olympia or after the Olympia to be involved with the event. How cool it's been is fantastic. that? Yeah, that's awesome. So when I, I noticed at all the shows, and I've been, I guess, with ALRI and some other companies I've been with and, and gotten to their little booths or areas, a lot of companies get private booths. Now, when you... When somebody comes and sponsors you, I guess there's a certain level right. of sponsor that uh, receives one of these booths. Do you think these guys use this as like a, to blow off steam or to do business? Or what's the upside other than just being involved with a great Jason Diapati? <laughs> um, a couple of different reasons. They're all different. They're all different. I mean, we have, uh, you know, this year, Muscle Farm has a giant strip. Um, Oxywater has a strip on the right side of the upper mezzanine. Redefine Nutrition, Phenoflex, they have one. MRI has one. So, you know, a lot of these companies do, and they have them for different reasons. Uh, some of them use it to schmooze distributors and clients. Sure. Um, some of the companies use it just because they want to blow off steam and have a good time. Some of them use it for their employees who have busted their asses all weekend. Right. Um, or some of it used because they have, you know, celebrities that come out that want to, you know, poach them in a certain area and have them drinks and take care of them. And that's sometimes part of their just contractual agreement. So it's really hard to say. I've got companies that have come and that they're just really concerned about getting liquor. I have companies that come and they really want to promote the brand. So, you know, when you go to, uh, if you get a chance to check out the Oxywater area this year, you know, you'll see a giant two mega luge coming out of it and you'll see everything from, you know, a customized beverage napkin all the way to a glow rod stirrer to customized, you know, embroidered tablecloths. I mean, the detail that goes into that small area that myself and my team has to do is unbelievable. And then you'll see other areas where it's, you know, a group of people that just want to just get completely plastered. That's fine too. <laughs> you know, whatever floats your boat, dude. Yes, of course. Um, now, celebrities. Let's talk about that for a minute. Last year, you had a, um, I remember seeing some UFC guys. Was Rampage Jackson over there at the, at the party? Yeah, we have had Rampage. Yep. I've had major celebrities come to this event. I mean, between here and Vegas. So yeah, I've got a major player coming this year. I, I got some big names coming. I sure. I I, I happen. We're not announcing. I know, but I happen to know. <laughs> and yes, she is very lovely and very uh, special. Big celebrity you have coming. I, not a word, Aaron. No, no I won't not say a word. I'm not even gonna give a hint. I, I, I'm tempted, but I won't give. You're bursting a hint. at the seams, though, aren't you? I won't. You I love won't. your listeners, and you're bursting at the seams. You want to tell them, but you I can't. Am. As long as you promise I can get a picture with her, then that's all that a. Uh, that's all that I need. That's all that I'll, I'll make see what I can do. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah, we do have a, a major female celebrity that will actually be coming and hosting the event. Uh, that is to be announced um, ASAP, probably end of this week. So, Aaron, you can be uh, first person to announce it on your radio show. Really? Uh, this week, as me? soon as I give you the plug, you can go right. for it. And then I also have, uh, I do have some UFC guys that are coming. I know Muscle Farm's bringing some because they're really heavily involved with that. Right. We've got a couple of NFL players. Um, I don't know about any wrestlers coming yet. I'm not sure about that. But we've got some big names. I mean, in the past years, Marcus Allen's come to the event. We had Wesley Snipes, Shannon Sharp. Uh, Triple H obviously has come. Dave Batista's come. A lot of American gladiators have been there. Uh, an event I did in Vegas, actually, we split the club with Britney Spears. I was there so for that one. I remember some, that. Uh, I remember that. Being some good names, man. Yeah. Some good names. I'm excited. Um, very cool. Let me talk. Let, let me ask you something. Somebody probably hasn't asked you on a radio show before. With sure. what is your? Uh, do you do any training, like working out, in preparation for doing an event like this? 
I go to McDonald's and eat 18 cheese bakers a day with fries. Oh, you're on my plan. You're on my plan. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the anger. I'm in the Aaron Singerman uh, shape up plan <laughs> with so Richard bulking. Simmons and fucking McDonald's. You're bulking up for the for the event. I'm bulking up, dude. Off season. No, I actually do. I actually do train for train for events like this. But it's funny, nobody actually really does ask me, but it is very, very, very physically demanding. Um, many years ago, I had the opportunity to train with some SEALs. Oh. And um, this is years ago. I used to be in really phenomenal fitness condition. But it didn't actually train me in the, in the aspect of something like this. Sure, it trains you physically, but to get ready for an event like this, you have to be trained not just physically, but I know this sounds kind of weird, and I, I don't want to be quirky with you, Aaron, but mentally and spiritually in a really good place. Yeah. So, you know, there's, it's not just about physically hoisting and shifting weight. You got to be prepared to do 400 calls a day, be in a great mood all the time, yeah. deal with 400 people a day, travel, stay awake, work on very little sleep. So, you know, my diet definitely cleans up. Um, I eat very, very small amounts of food through a long period of time. Um, and I work a long hours and I work 18 to 20 hours a day. So I only sleep about four to six hours a night on a good night. Um, and then I do work out I work out for very, very brief, short, intense workouts. Uh, you know, try to keep the cortisol low, try to keep my body functioning well. And I do speed workouts, a lot of supersetting. So I go in a gym, I'll, I'll probably knock out, uh, 30 sets in, you know, 20 or 25 minutes chins and dips back to back, you know, buys and tries back to back, a lot of plyometrics, sprinting, that sort of thing. Keep my heart rate, uh, you know, over 150, 160 for a period of 30 minutes straight. Huh. Now, Jason, is this, is this party and the, the parties, if you, when you do one in Vegas and stuff, is this enough to uh, keep you occupied? I mean, is this your only source of income or are you doing other uh, parties not including or not, not related to the fitness industry? Yeah, I actually do. I do a lot of other stuff. I do two other things. I do a lot of other events. So Jason Dead Productions is not just fitness and bodybuilding related, which is interesting because most people know me from what I've done with this industry. Mm -hmm. um, so I have done events for everything from like Playboy to Maxim. Um, I was asked to do a Super Bowl event, which I didn't do. But um, you know, I do other stuff that's outside of that. I've done movie premiere events that have nothing to do with bodybuilding whatsoever. Um, scotch tasting, Johnny Walker Blue event I just did recently, which is more like a lounge party event here in Columbus down at Hyde Park. Um, so it's been interesting to, to get a little bit of variety and enjoy it. You know, I've done the classy suits and ties things to all the wilder, crazier, you know, DJ type events and so forth. So there's a little bit of diversity there. Uh, well, and I also do uh, consulting. I actually consult with a lot of different sports nutrition companies. So a lot oh. of people don't know that other side of me. I, I, I'm sort of the angel by day, devil by night type guy. Ah. Um, but I do. <laughs> I, what's really brought me into doing events for the fitness industry was actually consulting with uh, different companies. I've worked with every major company in this industry, uh, doing everything from marketing, writing, uh, product development, uh, production, and so forth. Interesting. I didn't even know that about you, Jason. Yep. Well, obviously, I have like NDAs and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't really talk about it a lot, but my whole life, you know, I've sort of grown up in the supplement industry. So my, you know, I originally grew up more as a, a lab geek. Really? I, I, I was never, I was never meant to throw parties. Absolutely not. I was, I went to a very, very strict private school. I was very good at math and science. Um, you know, I was a whiz at everything from, you know, chemistry, physics, biology, that was all my stuff. So, you know, I was a true hardcore geek. 
and because of my geekness, I was able to, you know, not only open a retail store, a nutrition store, but also do a lot of consulting work with companies and laboratories. And from that, it opened up the doors for me to work with supplement companies on other things and eventually have them involved with my production company, which was my, my dream to really do. Oh, wow. I, I am surprised, Jason. I never knew that. So when you were in school, you never in a million years imagined yourself doing this or you had a plan at some point to do something like this? Uh, both. Uh, my dream was to consult with sports nutrition companies, which is what I do. And I would never change. So, you know, I'm going to die doing that. I absolutely love doing it. Consulting is my life. It's awesome. Um, and it's something I'm very good at. That was my dream. Throwing parties, fuck no. Uh, I never, ever thought I would be doing that. It was the last thing I wanted to do. But when I started doing it, I just sort of had the knack for it and I was addicted. And, you know, they just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and I just love doing it. So, you know, one thing I expected to do was consulting to throw parties, absolutely not. So you weren't a party guy back when you were a kid or a young adult? No. I actually didn't drink. I didn't really drink until I was about 25. Wow. I didn't drink at all. And I grew up in England where well, everybody drinks. drank. So, you know, my parents, my dad and my uncles looked at me. They thought it was crazy that I didn't drink. Even when I was like 11, 12, you know, people drink when they're like 12 years old. And I didn't fucking drink at all. So when I moved here, you know, to the U.S., I eventually, you know, eventually when I started getting liquor sponsors, um, you know, they started, you know, they started to promote, hey, you know, we're a vodka company. We want to promote your event and so forth. That was when I started drinking vodka and I was just kind of standing there smiling because they were stroking the huge sponsorship checks. Right. But... Eventually, and uh, now I'm like you, Aaron. We're we're both full blown alcoholics. <laughs> that was the you beginning know, of we, the end. Can we get a fucking rehab? That's <laughs> 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 the beginning of the end. The guy's feeding me, you know, vanilla vodka with with coke, and he's signing a check. And I'm like, you just keep signing. I'll just keep drinking. <laughs> well, Jason, so. tell us, tell people out there. Because just in case people don't realize, you really need to buy tickets to this thing as soon as possible um, because it does sell out, right? I mean, it will sell out. It's just a matter of time. Yes, it will. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the ninth mega party, every single one of them has sold out. So do go online. Uh, purchase your tickets at GrooveTickets.com or you can go to my website, which is JasonDeer.com. It's JasonDHIR.com and you can actually find a link to purchase tickets there. But if you do not purchase tickets in advance, we stop selling them uh, 24 hours before the event starts and the event does sell out every year. Last year, we were actually only able to sell, we had over 3,000 people in that um, and we were only able to sell 300 at the door because the fire marshals were shutting the door and you definitely, definitely want to get there before midnight. I would strongly recommend anybody that's interested in coming to this event, get your tickets in advance and show up before 11 because um, you'll get to see some really badass entertainment. And on top of that, you'll, uh, you'll make sure you get in. So bring your IDs 21 and up, dress code enforced, all that information is online. And uh, yeah, definitely come down. Look forward to it. And in case people are wondering, listening to the show, will the IFBB pros be there? And I already know the answer to this, but I'll let you answer. Will the will the guys be there? That's what we're looking to see. The simple answer to that is if Aaron Singerman is there, then of course they'll, <laughs> yeah, okay. of course they'll be there. I know yeah. there's going to be a lot of ladies there and a lot of guys there. 
You're going to see a lot of pro athletes in general, right. celebrities, and of course you'll see some bodybuilders. I guess that sounded kind of gay because I said the guys. There's, of course, there will be beautiful women there. Isn't that it? is gay. You are gay. <laughs> and wait, wait, hold on a second. Actually, you know what? Yeah. I can't say you're gay anymore. Why is that? Oh, <laughs> I know where you're going. I can't say you're gay anymore. <laughs> so can, I, I'm going to have to announce this, even though I shut you down on announcing that uh, there's a celebrity that's coming to this. I would like to publicly... <laughs> to all of your listeners, say congratulations to Aaron Singerman because he's going to be a daddy. <laughs> they already know it, Jason, but I let you I let you keep going because so, you sounded so into it. <laughs> I, I'm so happy. I can't believe it's after as long as I've known Aaron, he's actually going to be a dad. It's pretty amazing. So. I know. So next year I'll have to bring my, uh, my little boy or my little girl to the party, of course. We will. We'll have to get him a little badge. <laughs> a little badge. That's all I have to do. <laughs> you know, I want a little tiny badge, just like perfect size for him or her. You have to stick it on that bib. Yeah, we could get him some little Jason Deere goggles and a, like a, some, like a little Velcro suit for him, and it'll be perfect. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we'll do. Well, you know what, then? If, if all of your listeners actually now know this, so I'm kind of behind the gun on congratulating you, I would like to be the first person to all of your viewers and listeners to congratulate you on coming out of being straight. You know, I guess you're not gay anymore. So. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. That's good. That's good. Now, you, broke now you know that if you need a tranny or a midget, I can still hook you up. Yes, you are the but. man. You are the man when it comes to that, Jason. There's no doubt. Hey, brilliant. All right. Well, Jason, thank you very it. much for coming on once again. And uh, as always, I look forward to seeing you at the best party of all time. I appreciate it. Aaron, Aaron, I'd like to give a, a special thank you if you have a quick minute. Of course, please. To uh, a lot of the sponsors of being involved. Um, first off, thank you again for doing this interview. I appreciate your time, and I can't wait to see you at the event. I'll make sure we get you uh, really well taken care of. And special thanks to Access Body Bowling that will be doing full coverage on the event. We've got some really unique sponsors, so I definitely want to give them a plug because all of them have been awesome to work with. Uh, Muscle Farm is one of my title sponsors along with OxyWater, which is a brand new drink that's uh, an oxygen infused water uh, like product. The product tastes amazing. I've tried it. I've formed a great relationship. They're actually here in Columbus, Ohio. So you'll see the products everywhere that weekend. Uh, those are available in Right Aid and uh, Drug Mart right now and also Walgreens. And then also there's a new, two new brands if you guys get a chance to check them out, one of them being Badass Nutrition and one of them also being Muscle Basics. I want to give both of those companies a plug. Uh, Muscle Basics is, is unlike anything that's currently out there. They've kind of gone back to the basics with a, kind of creating more like a precision tool type of brand. So they're really uh, involved with the bash on another level and you'll see their stuff everywhere. And then also Badass Nutrition is coming out as well, which uh, they haven't even told me a lot about the brand, but uh, I got an email from them today just saying, you're a badass. <laughs> I guess that's their slogan. So I haven't seen any of the products yet, but they're going to unleash it that weekend. So thank you to all of you guys. And also Victoria's Secret Sport is involved with the event, Flex Magazine, Europa, uh, MRI, and plenty of others. Thank you all. I could never do this without you. Very cool. Jason, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you sir, very soon. Excellent. Thank you again, Aaron. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you shortly. Of course.